When I was a junior in high school, my grandfather, he played 11 years in the league, for those who don't know. He took me to the Baltimore Ravens spring practice. Ray Lewis was playing, Ed Reed, and all that type of stuff, and he was like, you wanna meet Ray? And I'm like, you don't know Ray. We go up to him, and, and Ray Lewis, I remember, you know, like it was yesterday, it was crazy. Took off his pads, dude was, was huge. And he said, Mr. Hilton. My granddad was wow. like, hey, Ray, you mind talking to my grandson? He's like, how's it going, Mr. Hilton? And I was just more like, wow. Like you really know, you really know him. What up, world? It's your boy Brandon Copeland, aka Professor Copeland. I'm here with my dog Ross Mack with the Black Wealth Matters shirt, man. Ooh, let's get it, man. How you living? Off the top of the head, real quick. Why does Black Wealth matter, man? Why does Black Wealth matter? Tell me the truth. In order for Black Lives to matter, Black Wealth gotta matter. And uh, mm. if you really think about how far we're like three, four hundred years behind in terms of not taking part in the ability to compound, right? When I talk about compound, we didn't have investments, we didn't have access to capital, we didn't have access to owning homes. So when a lot of our counterparts are able to be like, oh, my great granddaddy, I inherit this house, I'm rich, I'm this. Well, it's because, you know, cause 90% of Americans, right? When 90% of the world's millionaires got their first million through real estate, right? Mm. And if that's the case, right? A lot of the millionaires come here, right? It's a lot of people living in million dollar cribs, but guess what? Our cribs that we lived in didn't get the ability to actually go up in value because it was redlined, right? Yeah. Either banks wouldn't loan to us in those areas, but you know, I ain't gonna talk, man. You know, you may for the make me put my put my brother Malcolm shirt on or something, you know, but <laughs> I, I, I really hey. think that um we're so far behind that for me what I continue to preach and obviously what we both continue to preach is trying to help our community find ways to, you know, overcome, you know, the, 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 the centuries of trauma that has kept us from attaining wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm one of the people that say, look, I ain't, I ain't got the ability. I ain't about to go be president next year or tomorrow or whatever. Right. I ain't a president candidate. Right. But what I can do, everybody run their own race. What I can do is impact people by helping them, uh, learn the knowledge that wasn't taught to us in our underfunded schools in our neighborhoods that has been redlined. I could just keep going, you dig? Uh, it was crazy. Um, uh, I was talking to one of my mentors and he was like, he put me on a whole different game, right? It was a GI Bill, right? So the, 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 the black soldiers that fought in the war, they were supposed to get money for it, right? The white soldiers got money, the black soldiers didn't. Just think mm. about that, that compounded effect, right? It was a million black soldiers that didn't get money. So that means that um, a million wives didn't attain that. You know, maybe uh, another two million kids, you know, average person might have two yeah. kids. Another two million kids didn't get that impact. So they go to war, fight for the country. And then, right, I ain't even gonna talk about slavery. I ain't gonna need to talk about Jim Crow. But, you know, when you start thinking about that, then we could go into the, to the Freeman Savings Bank where, mm. You know, when when people got out of the civil the civil war, we put our money in a bank called the Freeman Saving Bank, and guess what? It was ran. It was a bank for all freemen, right? Free men, free black people, right? But it was ran by white people. Guess what? Mm. They was in that mod leveraging up, taking really bad, risky <laughs> investments Damn, with our money. Yeah, <laughs> you laugh at this shit. Laughing, but I'm like, I fuck mean, I is can, wrong with you? But no, nah, so no. Nah, I mean, but you, it's, it's the way I'm saying like, it, right? So we free the free bank for free men ran by white folk. You feel? And them motherfuckers took that money and they just jagged it, bro. Bad investments and um, it's another thing. But I, it's so many 
uh, parts of Layers. history that you could really go back in, bro, and just really say so. That's why Black Wealth matters to me, and I wear it proudly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. Though. I, I, I be a little hoe, and now and then I ain't trying to wear too too many places in the South where I see Confederate flag. Boy, I went yeah, down to Florida go. one time, and I seen a lot of because it synonymous said it was a part in our life where Trump flags were synonymous with Confederate flags. It damn near felt that way. So if I saw mm-hmm. a Confederate and a Trump flag, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll try to slide that motherfucker off, my man. Yeah, I'm saying? I'm in Chicago. It's a little different. Boy, that South different, my boy. Yeah, that South is definitely different, boy. But uh, but nah, man, I mean, like you said, I shouldn't have been laughing, but it just, unfortunately, at this point, is like nothing... It doesn't you laugh me. or stop from crying though. Yeah, you laugh well, to stop from crying. You feel me? Yeah, it's it's just one of them things where it's like you know, it's, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's also just like you know, it doesn't surprise me when you know if, if you don't own the bank, then you know you ain't really got a a chance, especially back in the day. All right, real quick, man. If you enjoying the show, make sure you follow and subscribe Money Music Culture on all platforms. Uh, there were no rules and regulations protecting. Uh, people that look like us so um but yeah man with that being said man black wealth matters shout out to black wealth matters shout out to maconomics but uh man what you what you what's on your mind today man what you want to talk about today man man so what's interesting to me bro is we come from similar upbringings but we walk two different you know lines of life man you're a fucking professional athlete. every little black kid <laughs> from the inner city tried to be a professional <laughs> athlete if they did they lied they yeah, cap. No, that either that, either that, or they just learn early on, like you ain't fucking good, shorty. Stop playing, right? But I thought yeah. I was definitely going to the league, and my mama, my daddy, like, bro, do you not realize you are not gonna make it to at least six feet, boy? <laughs> so I mean, I got pictures of Earl Boinkins in my motherfucking gym locker room. I'm right. thinking it's sweet. You know what I'm saying? We won city my freshman year. I'm captain of the team. Okay. It's lit. I'm all right. We uh. Oh, you feel me? That boy, I still, I'm still cold. I ain't gonna lie to you. But you, on the other hand, bro, you're a professional athlete, and you know, I think, I think you need to really help people understand because you are in a very small percentage of the world who gets to make it and fulfill their dreams as a little boy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you was a little yeah. snotty nosed, big head, chubby kid who made it to the <laughs> NFL. You feel? I'm happy for you. You a bad hygiene little the boy global. who then came in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I, I think it'd be interesting to just hear really, you know, about, you know, the type of stuff you're going through, right? Um, yeah. You know, how you you in the league, you know, just tell us about it, like, when it comes to free agency, you know, all that type of stuff, bro. Yeah, man. So the NFL, as people have talked about, stands for not for long. Right now, the average mm-hmm. career used to be three and a half years. Now it's 2.8 years, right? Sheesh. I think that that deals with a lot of different Sheesh. things, pandemic and not having preseason games, right? Those preseason games, although the, the big vets on your team, you look at like, man, I'm not trying to play in no preseason game. Well, for an undrafted free agent like me, that's how I made the team. That's the only reason why I, I made it into the league, right? By balling out in them wow. preseason games. And so when you had a pandemic and you have undrafted free agents and you don't get a chance to play preseason games, you just end up being a camp body. If you can't show out in those practices well enough to to make it onto a roster and beat out other people who've proven themselves, then it doesn't give you a chance, and that also brings down that average uh, to two point eight. But wow, my thing is when I think about the NFL and I think about money and contracts, is is in particular, it's nothing is guaranteed unless your contract says a hundred percent fully guaranteed, like Aaron Rodgers, right? Which I think he might be the only one. 
<laughs> at this point. Um, you, you are playing to uh, to earn your check next week. Obviously, there are certain contracts where you got a, a lion's share of it guaranteed or a, a mm. great amount of it guaranteed, those big mega million-dollar contracts and things like that. Um, but for most players, and including myself, it's a year-to-year, week-to-week thing, right? Uh, so what everybody talks about is the NFL players getting to that second contract, getting to that second contract. One, if you get to that second contract, that means you your rookie contract is typically a, a – you know, a, a three uh, to four year deal, uh, depending on if you were drafted or not. But you're on like rookie minimum and you don't really have much leeway. That's how you get those guys on your on your favorite team who ball out and then they in their second and third year and they want to hold out because now they're on that rookie contract. They've proven themselves to be a leader in the league, but their peers are making 15, 16, 17 million a year and they're making you know, 700,000, so to speak, right? The reason why I, I hate it when fans are talking about, you know, you signed a contract, honor it. You signed a contract, <laughs> this guy's holding out, honor it, right? It's like, well, that shit don't work both ways in At the all. NFL, right? And also, At just all. when you take a, take a step back, that shit don't even work for your job, right? Like, At all. You, you can get laid off at any point in time. You know what I'm saying? And it it tell you, ah, man, it's just not working out. Ah, the market has changed. We got to lay you off, right? So when you, as an individual in the world, but also as an individual in the NFL where your body is your lifeline, your body is your job, and you're only going to get older, right? Unless, as my granddad said, you you deal with the, the alternative, which, I mean, you ain't getting older, which we don't want the alternative, right? You have to capitalize on your moments when you have it. You have to capitalize on that money when you can get it because you can't go backwards. I can't be 22 again, right? I can't not have the knee surgeries I've had. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I mean, that's athletes everywhere. Or The the only other thing is, I mean, if you're in construction or something, you're going to have your better years when you're younger. You ain't Mm going to be wanting to climb that ladder when you're older. But obviously the average life is way longer than – 2.8 2.8 years so yeah. that's crazy yeah. and I know exactly what you're talking about because I've heard about athletes getting cut the day before uh, a guarantee kicked in or something mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. oh we're gonna cut them because we don't want this to trigger because something in this contract trigger where we owe them 20 million and oh yeah that's over with let's cut them mm-hmm. like well, damn even on top of that right when you talk about so this thing just understand the NFL is a business right and and the these are sharks running the business right and i don't even say sharks in a bad way they're just really good business people right i know sometimes we like to make the owners be terrible but i ain't gonna lie i'd love to pick their brain you gotta think about it like your franchise your team is most likely your second business or your side hustle that's Mm. crazy to think about you know what i'm saying uh (laughs) it's crazy to think about and because you become a billionaire owning the team you are already a billionaire and you did it for purchase it right you know what i'm saying that's crazy to think about, but you are a sharp individual, and so you're thinking about your P&L, you're thinking about your, your, your revenue and all of that stuff. And so when you th- when you see guys, obviously, like you said, we'll cut them right before a bonus or before money is guaranteed. A lot of guys, once you get to five years in, that fifth season, if you've had five credited seasons, as soon as that ball is kicked off on game one, 
Literally, mm-hmm. just be on the 53-man roster. Even if you're inactive, there are certain guys who are inactive during the mm-hmm. game, but you're on that 53-man roster. If that ball is kicked off, boom, and you got five credit seasons, all your money is guaranteed for the year. So what you'll see is a lot of teams will cut those guys on that first week because they don't want to guarantee their salary for the year. That happened to me last year. I was mm-hmm. dealing with knee injury. I played with a knee injury the entire season. Team didn't know how long this knee was going to hold up. So on Saturday morning, I get a call. I'm thinking I'm about to play in the first game against the Eagles. We, I'm in the game plan. I get a call saying, hey, Coach, we're just going to let you go, but guess what? We, we're going to bring you back on Monday. You know? Wow. They don't know. I'm, I'm on to the business. I understand the business, so I know what's going on. Oh, wow. you trying not to guarantee my bread. Okay. We're going to take your license plate. I got you. Right? <laughs> I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But that's like that's part of the business. Then on the flip side, like you get closer to the end of the season, right? Well, so so actually, let me make sure that I hit that point home. That means that now I'm week to week. Although I'm nine nine years in the NFL, because I'm not on that roster when that ball is kicked off. Now the next week, if my knee ain't ain't acting right, ah, uh, we can cut him, get rid of him. Three weeks later, wow. we can cut him, get rid of him. So and we don't owe him nothing for the rest of the year. So it's a, a strategy involved with there. Uh, then on the flip side, you got guys like uh, last year, I remember Gronk and Brady, uh, I think Gronkowski, uh, they were beating the team pretty bad. And Brady was chilling on the sideline and Gronk went over to him like, yo, I need you to come throw this pass. Like I get one more pass and one more catch and, and I hit a d- different incentive, which was like a million bucks or $800,000 or something like that. So Brady was like, oh, that's what you need? Put the helmet on, ran out there threw him a quick pass, and he got his money, right? Wow. But what you dope. see, though, that's Gronk and Brady. What you see, though, is I've been on certain teams. I've, I've been on certain teams, and I've also seen around the league where there will be a guy who's a, a certain – he might be a sack away or uh, a certain amount of yardage away from hitting and unlocking that half a million dollar incentive or quarter million, a million dollar incentive. And guess what? Ah, we're going we're gonna to bench him this week. Ah, we're gonna sit you down. Ah, you inactive. Ah, you know. So literally, yeah. you might be the last. And watch how these rosters, the last two weeks of the season or so, you'll see. Why is this guy not playing? Why are they not mm. throwing him the ball? Uh, well, it's some money. This shit different. It. We be mad. You know, the average person be mad. They messing up our fantasy. The fantasy you, football. <laughs> the, the the athletes really mad. You just cost me a, a hundred thousand bonus. Jesus. Jesus. So there's playtime incentives. There's like a percentage of defensive snaps. When I was with the Jets, I had, if I had, I can't remember what the percentage was, but a certain percentage of defensive snaps overall, then I would get, I think, a quarter million dollars, right? Mm. When you get close to the end, if you close on that line, if you've already passed it, it's like, all right, let this boy, let this dude play, right? But if you close, you watch how that, that game plan that we, you might hold coach, where? I've been. I've been so started. So wait a second. Imagine, bro. All right, so I got a scenario. Imagine you one snap away. Coach bench you. I'm on it. Now we've Coach all heard. I'm out there. So you gonna go? <laughs> you gonna sub yourself I'm in? I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. It, it. It's it's for unfortunately for me, it's never been that that close where I would go into the game because I would have me. I'm the type of dude. I would go into the game being like, yo, I know some guys who've gone in the game like, yo, I need eight plays. To do this, this, and this, right? And I've they watched voice them it get in the to huddle. four. Yeah, I've literally oh watched them get God. to four and get benched. I literally remember this, right? Three hundred or four hundred grand bonus. 
uh, for a defensive tackle. I literally remember it, you know, and that was my first time really learning about it. Like, oh, damn, mm. it's like that. Right. But for me, nah, we ain't, we ain't playing those games. I'm here for I'm here for one reason and one reason only, coach. Uh, it ain't for the love of the game at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's for, the, it's for the money. Stop playing with me. And, and, and if not, then we getting 12 on the field. The real, the realest shit is like we all living on borrowed time, right? But y'all really on borrowed time, boy. You got less than three <laughs> years. I'm trying to get as much yeah. as I can milk this cow because for every Tom Brady and every Aaron Rodgers and every insert, you know, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, bro, it's a gang of motherfuckers who was only in there for a year or two. Freak accidents, got cut because somebody ended up coming in better than them. Cause every bro, the wildest shit is y'all really somebody's gunning for y'all job every year, bro. Wow. Bro, that's so wild to me. It's like people literally gunning for y'all every year, and the idea of you know best man up, not next man up, best man up, or however you come. But like, bro, I couldn't imagine somebody fucking me over in my, my with my bag though. With your bag like that, right in your face too. I mean, I think so. So. When I was a junior in high school, bro, my, my grandfather, um, who you met a bunch of times, yeah. uh, he passed away, but he played 11 years in the league, for yes, those sir. who don't know. And uh, he took me to the Baltimore Ravens spring practice. It was like the OTAs and stuff and mm -hmm. everything like that. And Ray Lewis was playing at Reed and all that type of stuff. And he was like, you want to meet Ray? And I'm like, you don't know, you don't know Ray. You know, I'm a junior high school. Like, yeah, I want to meet Ray. That's my 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 hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on now, I want to meet Ray. And so he, we go up to him, and and Ray Lewis. I remember, you know, like it was yesterday. It was crazy. It was one of the few times I've been in awe of a person, and and he uh, Ray takes you off fanned his out. Pads. I fanned out. I was yeah. You was a you was a male sure. groupie, that's, G. That's the uh, that, you was that, a male that's groupie, the goat. G. That's the goat, brother. Listen, yeah. and uh, what 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 really got me though, because it wasn't that it was Ray. What got me was he took off his pads. Dude was was huge. And he said, Mr. Hilton, how's it going, Mr. Hilton? Like, my granddad was wow. like, hey, Ray, you mind talking to my grandson? He's like, how's it going, Mr. Hilton? And I was just more like, oh, like, you really know. You really know him. Wow. Like, damn. Like, that was pretty cool. And so Ray Lewis shakes my hand. One, he make my hand like look like a little, like, little How old are you at this point? Hand. I'm a junior in high school. So oh, probably still old. 15, oh, about 16, 17. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, 15, 16 at the time. And uh, he, he literally, it felt like a bear paw on my joint. Like, I felt like a little punk, like, damn. Wow. Like, and and one of the things he said, he was like, you know, uh, you, you know, introduce himself, all that type of stuff. And then he said, listen, one of the, can I give you a piece of advice? I didn't, I wasn't even asking him about, like, how do I make it to the league or nothing like that. Like, I wasn't even on that wave as a junior in high school. I knew I wanted to play ball, but I wasn't like, hey, can you tell me how to, you know, what's the secret? It ain't no secret, wow. right? It's work hard. But one of the things he was like, one of the things I want you to always do is you always got to work your tail off because most of the time there's somebody working to take your job and you'll never even see them working. You'll never even see them coming. And at the time, I was a junior, and it, and, and it hit, right? Like, it, it was like, okay, cool. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's somebody working to take my spot. I get it. You know, Mark Cuban said you got to work like somebody is working 24-7 just to take your your job, right? Mm -hmm. But when I went into the NFL, and he was a veteran, a vet vet at that time, right? He was Ray. I, I really felt what he meant because mm. when I'm sitting here, we shooting this podcast right now, 
there is somebody working to take my spot. I'm shoot. Shorty 19. When yeah. When I'm a free agent, he, he don't have no money. He don't yeah. have the money saved up. He don't have investments that's going to feed him, right? It's a, it's mm. it's the, the the biggest, it's not even a fear, but the biggest thing is he's a a version of me. Yeah. Because I was that dude that was willing to do anything to take your job. Now I'm still that dude. I know when I get on the field, it's 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 a wrap. You ain't got no chance. But I, wow. we, we, I I'm I'm also mentally, I'll say I'm in a different lane, and I I want to be clear on this. It's not that I'm not hungry. It's not that I feel like oh I've proven it all. It's more of at a certain point, the NFL puts us in such of a competitive mindset. I got to beat you. I got to be the best DN. I got to be this. I got to be that. But throughout that com- competition and because the coaches and scouts and all that, that's what it's all about. That's It's one of the most competitive professions in the world is pro sports, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can get so lost in that that you forget how you are actually living your dream, how this is this is the dream that I've thought of my entire life. My son is visiting me at the games. My son is, you know, watching me on TV, rocking my jersey. Sometimes you can get so lost in the competition because that is just what this sport is about, being a gladiator, being a warrior, that you forget that, whoa, I have literally dreamed of this since I was a damn kid. So let me take a little second, let me soak it in, let me enjoy it, and then let me get back to work. Now, when you're 19 or when you're 20 or you're 21 or when you're out the league, right, you don't necessarily have the time to think about that because you might, especially when you're younger, you don't have that saved up. You know what I'm saying? It's more of I got to get it by any means. When you get and where I'm at in my life, it's not that I'm because again, some people will take it as, oh, you're not as hungry no more. But for me, I am literally actively trying to get out of that mindset of always working, always hustling, always doing that, because that's not what life is fucking about. That is what we've been told and trained so that we stay in that employee work, 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 soldier mindset. Nah, fuck that. It's it's about that's interesting. It's about the different things. Go ahead. Because. So I think that's a double-edged sword, and I got to give you a little pushback on my skill. Hold on now, Shannon. Skill. Because <laughs> I think it's a double-edged sword because the moment you get that comfortable, and what I mean by comfort is saying, well, let me go enjoy life. Well, guess what? Some it's work. not just that one 19-year-old kid. It's 119, 20-year-old kids trying to get your spot, right? And yeah. so the moment you get that comfort, I think, you run the risk. And so I think you do do I think you do both well, right? And I think that if you also understand, right, since we don't borrow time, especially as an athlete, where you only got a good three years, right? You're already an anomaly. You're already an mm-hmm. NFL dinosaur, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of playing, then the idea of who's better, 20-year-old kid or the vet who got really great experience who we know has a high IQ, right? But this little motherfucker that's 19, he cheaper and we can develop him. Right? Mm. Because you said it yourself, right? Like them little motherfuckers, they you could they could cut them in a month or whatever. Yeah. I think if you come on the roster week one, you got some guaranteed shit, right? Because you're a vet. Yeah, so so they looking at it a different way. So I think that, and I get what you're saying, right? Like 
carpe diem. Tomorrow's not promised. Let me make, let me enjoy my kids while they're young because you'll never get back when your kid, yeah, we'll never get time back. You'll never get back the ability to see your kids take their first walk or hear them say dad, dad first. Right. But I think that it's a, you in a very interesting paradigm because you know, your off season where right now, if you know, I want to take a little time off or whatever, like I, I can get fat on you motherfuckers. I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. You got to work twice as hard to still be a great dad, still be a great husband while simultaneously staying in football shape 24 7, 365, 366 in the leap year because them little young motherfuckers who hungry because you don't feel that hunger no more though, Cope. I'm, I'm gonna come clean, Cope rich, y'all. You don't feel that like hunger no more. <laughs> no, I nah, promise look, you, Cope don't so, feel that like hunger no more. So this is what this so is. So tell what me I how you keep it. Back. No, yeah, so push is, back then. So, so there's this video with Kobe uh, where he talks about how with the young guys on the Lakers one time he he said, "Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna do what y'all do, but you got to do what I do as well too. So y'all want to go mm -hmm. out? I'm gonna go out and party with you. I'm gonna drink with you, all of that type of stuff. But then he talks about how at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. he knocked on that door like I hung out with you. It's time for you to hang out with me. For me, I'm different." Right. Like I can go and and party and do all that stuff like we we went to the beach. Right. Uh, we did the first time family thing at the beach. I'm on the beach in a sweat jacket in the the, the full mm. sweatsuit, sweatpants, do my workout. Then now it's family time. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. So it's That's like dope. it's it's a way like my hunger is now it's like it's tapping into a new level of potential for me. It's That's not dope. the same hunger, and and, and your, your your scouts, Chicago Bear Scout. I can't remember his name. I, I want to. I'm gonna get his name. And we can call his punk ass out. The Chicago Bear Scout that that uh, said that the their draft pick this year was had a PhD. I don't know if you saw that article. He said he's got a he's got a PhD. Just how we like him, poor, hungry, and desperate. Whoa, motherfucker, that ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. We gonna get it by any means. Don't think that you gonna feed me. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so mentally, I'm not hungry in that regard because okay. to to put that kid you ain't that, desperate. It put, but I I feel like for me I've never been like that. You know what I'm saying? Like like for me it was football has been a means to an end. You see what I'm yep. saying? Like. Football, if, if it wasn't football, it would be something else. It might not be a sport. It might be working at a, a company and climbing a ladder or it might be starting my own shit a longer Every time ago. Every job is a means to an end. A means to my own dreams and my own because, destination, right? Yeah. But the, the thing that I really want people to to understand, because I'm when my granddad passed, right, we we he was in hospice and we were I was literally by his deathbed for like five days. I slept in that joint with him, and then literally I, it was probably one of them things where he just didn't want me to see him pass or something. Because mm -hmm. literally we we decided to leave. We had to go to our gender reveal, and mm -hmm. maybe twenty five minutes after we left, we got a call saying that he had passed. But we were with him, and I was I, I didn't want him to be alone in that type of time because he couldn't respond yeah. or anything. But he he they said he could he hear could stuff it. like yeah, that. Yeah, he could sense. He could feel it. Yeah, so so but but I remember during that time like there was no fans visiting him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was no coaches of his old coaches. I mean some of them probably had passed. There was no none of the old team owners or anything came around him, right? But the, who was around him? His his wife, his daughters, his grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me that was also big for me cuz he passed with CTE and dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. He had the, the all four of them mugs, you know what I'm saying? Wow. But it was also like, all right, well well at a certain point, 
you got to stay hungry to stay in this game because it's, it'll eat you up and spit you out. However, what is the point of it if I get to two years out the league and I look back and I'm like, damn, like I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Like yeah, the the thing real. about this sport, Ross, is this just what I'll say. The thing about this sport, there was a time, it's happened to me in a couple of seasons where because it's the coaches and the politics and all of those things, right? Again, I love football. It's an amazing sport. It's one sport I can smack the shit out of somebody and <laughs> nobody take offense to it. And and the reason why a lot of guys, the things that a lot of guys will miss about football is like the locker room, the locker room culture. Uh it's mm-hmm. not a culture that that people some people look at like a locker room culture. Ugh, what are you guys talking about? No, but like the thing about football, like we could walk past each other in the in the morning and be like, somebody be like, you know, what up, what up, what up, bitch, and walk away. You know, which sounds crazy. Like, why the fuck would you say that? But like, we would laugh at it, right? Like, it would be like, yeah. like, oh, n- like nobody's taking anything too personal. We having fun. We cracking jokes on each other. Why are you wearing those shoes, right? Like, a lot of shit you can't do in a corporate space. You can do in the locker room, bro. Like, look at them clown ass shoes, right? Like, you can't do that in the corporate space, right? You ain't saying that in the in the, uh in, in film review or whatever. That motherfuckers yeah, had water cooler. But you, I'm saying, you say, is, are you saying that in when the coach around they they 100%. reviewing tape? I deny it. I'm about to say in the boardroom ain't no jokes, but ain't you know no with the joke. water cooler, lunch yeah. break, mod, you know, because I didn't come from the corporate world, so I ain't right. gonna let you right. just you shit on be, us, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but like, like, no, nah, <laughs> right, coaches, y'all life different. Y'all life different. Coaches will, will jump in with you. Coaches will have fun. Coaches will call people out, make fun of people. Like it, it's 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 the culture because it's what you got to do when you spend literally 16, 17 hours around each other, type of thing, right? Mm. Not only is that like a part of the the experience but what you also have is like that political you know uh battle that you have to do to work up the roster right so one of the best lessons that i got was uh anthony levine shout out to a uh my second year in the league he was a a special teams guy who now he's like starting safety with the Ravens. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Fuck the Packers. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you would say that, right? Um, but one of the things he said in my, my second year was you know, Cope, what's your goal this year? I remember us training with, with Troy. Shout out to Troy, man. Training at TZ Sports at the time. He's down at House of Athlete now. But uh, I was like, shoot, I'm trying to be the best, best football player I can be. Best linebacker on the field. He was like, nah, that shouldn't be your goal. Like, what you mean that shouldn't be my goal? You know, this is a big vet right here. I'm like, what you mean? So what you think my goal should be? He was like, you need to be the best special teams player you can be. The best special teams player on the field at all times. I'm like, why do you say that? He was like, you got to think about this thing. This is a business. So they done drafted a linebacker, and they done paid him $5, 10 $20 million to play linebacker. You think they going to put you in before him? Because yeah. guess what? If I put the undrafted free agent in that's making four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in before this guy I'm paying five million, I look stupid. I'm playing with the owner's money. The owner gonna come yeah. down to me like, "What the fuck am I paying this dude that money for?" And you got this coat on the fit. Wow. Get you fired. That that that's mm-hmm. a, a bad judgment call by you, the GM, the front office, all that stuff. And you like so he was like, so you always prepare to be the best linebacker on the field. But you need to be thinking the only way you make these teams and you stay on these teams is you need to be the best special teams player. That's when your practice starts is mm. special teams. And that literally changed my career. Other guys be like, wow. man, I ain't trying to play special teams. And me, I'm like, nah, let's, the, Levine told me, 
how to do it. Levine on year 12, 13 right now, right? That's um, crazy, bro. But it's a business. Thinking about it like a business, but those politics, if you don't know and don't understand that, it can actually eat away at you mentally and, and spiritually. Uh, Coach Caldwell used to always say the game is 90% mental. 90% mental in it. I, I truly believe it. And I remember there's times where I'll be getting in arguments with coaches or I'd be uh, just not f- enjoying the process. And I, I would have to, there would always be a moment. And it, it, I'd go into those types of little dark places for weeks. Even this year, I talked about they cut me week one. Hoodie on. We ain't got shit to say. I don't got shit to say to you. None of y'all. When I walk in that building, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get out of here. So wait, I'm going to do my job and get out of here. Put, Go ahead. Put it. I think you need to tell us, because when you say cut week one, you ended up getting re-signed like the next day on or that two, Monday. right? Like talk about yeah. that whole process. Like what the so, fuck is yeah. that? So literally, so got cut Saturday. So that means we practiced the whole week in the game plan, the whole week, all of that stuff. Got cut Saturday morning. Monday, they, they told me they were going to call me back, bring me back and all that type of stuff, right? Monday. And that, that's when you, you – so just so you know the process. So you have a decision to make. Do you try to go to another team on Sunday? The other teams see you cut. It goes out on the waiver wire, all that stuff. Other teams – so you can go to another team or you can decide, to, hey, let me stay in Atlanta, right? Well, that's what I decided, stay in Atlanta. And the only reason – one of the reasons is, like, I got kids now. Wifey's pregnant. We done got this apartment. They done already moved down. It's like it's kind of easier now to just stay here and, and work my way and, and see this thing through. But you come back Monday, and again, you don't feel fucking good. You're not excited. You, I just watched yeah. y'all play a game. Y'all got blown the sh- fuck out. But I just watched y'all play a game, right, that I was in the game plan for, and y'all surprised me on Saturday morning and released me. So I don't got nothing to say to you. We watching this, well, I'm watching the film that I was supposed to be in, right? Wow. Uh, they signed somebody else and had him playing instead of me. So anyway, I'm hoodie on. I'm just, you know, we're going to. It was me and there was another dude who, Tui, shout out to Tui, man. Um, we were kind of going through it together. They would have us competing with each other. But, again, fortunately, our hearts are so good. We would just became really good friends throughout it. Um, and so we would just try to keep each other positive, make lights of it, laugh so we didn't cry type of thing. Mm-hmm. And what what I'll say is it took me about six weeks. I remember we went to play uh, the Jets in London. And that whole six weeks, again, I'm dealing with my knee injury. I'm I'm working to get on the field. I know I'm week to week. So I'm just literally like, we do what we got to do. We got to earn every single week. We can't make a mistake. You can't blink. You, you never can. But like even now, at an all-time high, wifey's pregnant. We having this baby mm-hmm. November 9th. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we can't miss a check right now. Long story short, I remember we went and played in London, came back. We had a bye week. I came down to the, the crib in Florida uh came down here and we literally i sat down and i thought about it you know it took a little time to decompress and i was like yo how fucking stupid would i be if i left this league and this would this could have been my last season Hmm. if i left this league and i let somebody else take the joy and the happiness that i've always received from playing the sport that i love how stupid would i be if i let them do that if i allowed another person to take something that I've worked hard for my entire life since fourth grade from me, I'd be a fucking idiot. So how do I go back in there, smile through all the hate, smile through all the bullshit, and just ball out and do what I do? And that's what we did. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean when I say it's like, it's not about me not being hungry anymore. 
It's not yeah. about me not being desperate. It's just how, like, we blessed. You got a different perspective. You got a different, different perspective, perspective on life, bro. Yeah, man, we blessed. And, and you don't, get, like you said, you're walking on borrowed time. So you know you don't get this shit for forever. So at a yeah. certain point, like, yeah, you can always, you always got to be hungry. You always got to find a way to be the Kobe Bryant and be different and work through injuries and do all those types of things, right? If you're going to stay around, because if not, you won't, be, you won't make it year nine. You ain't going to make it year five if you don't do those, if you ain't yeah. different up here and you ain't working different. But then on top of that, for me, I'm trying to make sure that I also enjoy the process more because, again, mm-hmm. this is the one thing that I've dreamed about. Like, yeah. how do you how do you walk within your dream, keep working for more, keep elevating and evolving, but also enjoy it? Enjoy yeah. the process, and that's right. the, the balance. You ain't got no pushback. You see what I'm saying? You ain't got no pushback from me. I, that's I, the I, I feel that. I feel that. So now, right, you, you did the Atlanta thing, right, and you're in the process of free agency. What mm-hmm. does free agency look like in the fucking NFL? Yeah. So there's different different strokes for different folks as always, right? If you got your top-tier free agents. So you typically mm-hmm. will have the, the league year typically ends around March 14th to March 17th, just depending on the calendar and all of that type of stuff. Uh, you got your quote-unquote tampering periods and all these different things that people hear about. But pretty much you got your – on the first day of the league year or even like a day or two before, you'll start to hear some of those big signings, right? Those major, mm-hmm. you know, those blockbuster deals, those, you know, Tyreek Hill doing this and such and such, Aaron Rodgers doing this, right? That's and those major. are those major, yeah, like, Monte we're Adams. not even going to let you, yeah, we're not even going to let you get to free agency, so to speak, right? Yes. Um, so you got your first wave of free agents. Those are usually like the first two days type of thing of free agency. Then you got your second wave of free agents, which typically has always been me. Uh, typically is like that next following week. You know, I'll, I'll usually probably start talking to teams. So the way free agency works, let me actually let me give you the, the, the real deal. The, the the way the free agency works is at the end of the season, your agents usually, for me, I'll talk about my process, you usually talk with your agent, evaluate yourself, all that stuff, and then you kind of pick your prospects for next year. It's not your prospects of, like, the teams you want. Just kind of like, what are our talking points? What do we do well? What Where are we trying to go, right? Do we want to stay at this team? Do we want to go somewhere else? Then what you see is what agents do is they go to uh, different events where there's a bunch of scouts so typically you got the senior bowl which is huge and then the combine agents mm-hmm. aren't allowed to talk to teams about players it's a tampering period you're not allowed to talk to other teams mm-hmm. that you're not signed for because technically you're signed to that team that you finished up with unless they release you or cut you you're signed with that team until the end of the league year which is two days before or the day before the new league year starts Gotcha. But now when you go to the senior bowl, you go to the combine, your agent is sitting on the sideline or sitting in the rooms and meeting up with the different scouts from different teams. And they're talking about their players that are in the senior bowl. However, mm. I got I'm, I'm I'm your agent. I got Ross Mack in the senior bowl. Hey, I'm meeting with the Colts. Hey, Colts, man, me, Ross, man, he's great, shifty guy, elusive, jukes people out. And he's a hard worker. I tell you, he's a hard worker. You Wait till you see his pro day. Wait till you see his combine, blah, blah, blah. Uh yeah man that was a great meeting but you know I also got this guy Brandon Copeland we what you guys think of him you guys interested what you think mm. I mean you know he's he's a free agent at the end of the year you guys you know let let's 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 talk right and so behind yeah. those closed doors that's when they start talking all these 
numbers and all exactly. those types of things, right? And as you get closer, because you have the Senior Bowl in January, then you typically, well, you have the Senior Bowl in January, and then you have the Combine late January, early February. It might be a little different now because the season, the NFL season is longer, so it's probably a little shifted now. Um, but as you get closer to Combine, and then the free agency is in March, you just, those conversations pick up. So Combine, you really starting to have those conversations. You're talking with multiple Facts. teams and you start to figure out who's really interested, who's not. Who's what who 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 how interested are they? Are who mm-hmm. they they don't they might not tell you like, okay, well, you know, we're going we would pay him 2 million dollars a year, right? They're still negotiating. But they might say, you know, we kind of view him they t- talk to you like talk about you like comparable homes. Talk about you like real estate. Uh we mm-hmm. would compare him to a uh a, a Calvin Noy. Uh, 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 Whitney Merciless, a Cleo Mack, whatever it may be, right? And and when you're saying you're comparing them to that, that's the type of pay bracket that they're talking about, right? So they're kind of talking a little bit in code, but they're trying to make sure that they we are we talking on the Got same page? You. Do we Got like this guy you. a lot? Do you do you see him as the four bedroom? you know gated picket fence white picket fence house or you see him as the the project crib you know what i'm saying (laughs) and so you start to like you start to have those conversations and then once you get to the right before the league year ends right that week or two leading up that's why you see two days before the league year ends you know somebody adam schefter will tweet you know it's rumored uh such and such is going to sign to the jaguars for 45 million well how do y'all just work that out in one day can't work all that shit out in one day. It's, you know what I'm saying? They've been talking they've been about it for that. a while. Yeah, so that's how free agency works. And then if you don't end up getting to um, within that first tier of free agents, then if you don't get into that first tier of free agents, then that's when your agent really got to you know put that work in on the back end, right? I remember uh, when I signed with the, the Jets, you know, and that's one of the scariest weekends of your life is like, you know, you, you go cold turkey, but we had started talking about the deal. This was in the league year. The new league year had started. We had started talking about the deal on Friday. And as a free agent, you've seen them signing other folks. You've seen them signing C.J. Mosley and all these people. And they were like, well, we're going to bring you in on Monday and do your physical and all that stuff. And then we'll, we'll sign you then. But you kind of like, well, shit, I ain't got nothing to do on Saturday. Call me now. Let's sign this thing. Let's get this thing real. Like, especially as you get to them second contracts. And when people talk about them second contracts, you you probably, if you get to that second contract, then you might be having more flexibility in your contract. You get workout bonuses potentially or 90-man roster guarantees, right? So I was getting, I think, paid 100 grand or 200 grand just to, to work out and show up to workouts every day. Shit. I know there's a lot of guys who like, man, I, don't, I ain't showing up in the workouts. Motherfucker, I used to work out for free. Like, you pay me 200 grand just to show up to workouts, right? So they try to find different ways to chunk off your salary sometimes and get creative with how they pay you and also incentivize you to actually be there and show up out of non-mandatory times, right? Different roster bonuses, different things like that, sack bonuses, playtime bonuses. And so your agent um, and you, Right, you should be smart enough to kind of like sort those things through. Um, but one of the things that you do see in a lot of NFL contracts is you know, sometimes you see those huge numbers, and what you find is like them things ain't really built like that. Meaning, mm. like, you'll see guys who sign 40, 50, 60 million dollar deals, right? But when you look at their contract, you'll see that 
maybe the first year is guaranteed or the first two years are guaranteed. But if you get cut the day before the league year or a certain date in year three, then we don't owe you 20 million of those dollars or something like that. So again, the the devil's in the details as always, but it's, uh, it's a process, man. It's a mental, mental process for sure. Bro, your journey's amazing. And, uh, when you say the devil's in the details, everything in the contract same with musicians bro they yeah better read that contract understand what you really signing but that's crazy man you are i I love your your story and i love hearing it because average person definitely don't understand how that works right we we as fans right because i'm a fan right and we as fans we get we get mad when we like why they ain't resign him where he at (laughs) and we get mad at management meanwhile they like bro this is this ain't X's and O's. This is top line and bottom line. This is profit yeah. and revenue. Revenue and and you know and and profit, right? And I think that you know hearing your story is is something crazy, man. Yeah. It's something crazy. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, yeah. man. Well, yeah, man. Money, music, culture. You take us home. Yeah. You got that. Yeah, this is. And you already know this is another episode of Money, Music, Culture. We just heard an amazing story about Cope and his. The, the life of a football player when it comes to contracts and free agency and and how you may or may not get fucked out of a, a, a bonus or something. It, life is crazy. But uh, you already know what to do, man. Make sure you like and subscribe. Also, share this with your little big head cousin, your little ashy nephew, your bitter baby mama, you know what I mean? Your, your deadbeat baby daddy, come on. Share it with him and let's get to it. Till next week, let's get it.